The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report podcast with Dom and Charles. I'm Charles Firth and with me today... Dom As Knight. always, Dom is Knight. Dom Knight. Dom Knight. I'm Dom Knight. Welcome. Hello. I'm Hi, Charles. It's me, Dom. So, Dom, um, <laughs> I noticed that you've grown hair. <laughs> it's, it's just in t- the right places. <laughs> I thought I'd go blonde, uh, Charles. I thought just just to mix it up. Just um, yeah, that's mm. what the people want. And so, how's how's your life? Oh my God, it's amazing. Mm. I'm just getting blown in the street every day. <laughs> <laughs> 
give you that question. No. Like, yeah. That's, it's, no, we haven't trained. There's, it, a, so. there's a trace of humanity in that <laughs> question. Gosh, I mean, I don't know what an – I guess I have to – gosh – I, I suppose. I su- gosh, that's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, as Don pointed out at the time, you don't want to be that guy who ate a wall. No, right? that's it. <laughs> but exactly. then ten minutes of excruciating pain. Because at least the pain—that's something that you, um, it's sort of something that happened to you. It's not. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was. Whereas the, the, there's too much. You're too active. Mm. You're too much of an active. Participant in the in the wart eating, mm. um, yeah. I guess I am inclined to go, but <laughs> I think he's perfectly framed this. <laughs> it's a true the, dilemma. Yes, it's, because the wart eating would be over quite quickly. But we have no concept of eating a wart. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't sort of. Well, maybe you can ask ChatGPT what it would be like to eat a wart. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes. We have we have a concept of eating a, a you know a, a booger or a yeah. scab or something mm. like that, but not uh, not a wart. Not a wart. No. We don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> I, I, Do you want to just take that on notice? I'll take that on notice, and, and yeah. I'll yes, exactly, and mm. I'll um, I'll consult with with um, stakeholders, and yeah. So have you you've played around with Jet GPT, haven't you? Well, yes, because I there was. <laughs> I don't know why, how I came to this, but I just was curious about because I love the Logies. That's my passion mm. uh, <laughs> for some reason. And I thought, oh, I wonder what ChatGPT would write as a if I asked it to write a Logies monologue, mm. what would it come up with? And I was genuinely impressed by much of the material that it came up with. I, I, I was fascinated by its awareness of some of the details of the Australian television industry. Mm. I thought the tone of it was very much in line with the Logies. And I would argue that um, of a couple of jokes that I'm going to read here, I'd argue that some of them are as good, if not better, than what you would hear at the actual Logies. I actually think ChatGPT could could be the thing to save the Logies wow. going forward. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll read you... Uh, three jokes here from uh, from this monologue, and I'll give it uh, a little bit of a Logies delivery. <clears throat> uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Logies, the one night where Australia's television industry celebrates itself, and we all pretend that we've actually watched some of the shows nominated. You know, I've been doing some research on the nominees, and I have to say I'm pretty impressed. We've got some of the finest actors, writers, and producers in the world. And then we've got Home and Away. <laughs> But all joking aside, the Logies are a chance to recognise the hard work and dedication of everyone involved in Australia's television industry. So let's raise a glass to them and to another year of compelling dramas, hilarious comedies and whatever the hell Gogglebox is supposed to be. <laughs> like, that's very insightful. Yeah, that is insightful. Are you sure I didn't just plagiarise it from... <laughs> from a previous monologue? Yeah, from a Rove McManus? No. <laughs> I'm just wondering it? what the sort... What it's... I, I'd, I'd be, I was fascinated to, to know what it's actually pulling that mm. from, how it's, how it's formulating that. Um, yeah, because like, how how does it know to have a go at Home and Away? How does it know to have a go at Gogglebox? How what's what's its frame of reference for that? Well, I, I mean, I can tell you the scientific. Like, oh, well, that's far less interesting. But uh, but yes, no. Sure. <laughs> well, which is the LLMs, large language models, are based on the breakthrough that realizes that you don't actually have to know where you're heading, and actually, humans. It, it's led to a theory that actually humans probably don't know where they're heading when they start a sentence, right? And so what they have is 
they have a, a thin veneer of sort of the rules of grammar, essentially, the, the semiotics of language, mm-hmm. so that they don't talk nonsense, right? So it's just a, basically a, a framework of how sentences and meaning is constructed, which is fairly easy to, to build. And then they, you know, look at trillions of pages of content and the way it works is it doesn't think ahead. It doesn't go, a large language model doesn't go, I'm starting the next sentence with therefore and I know where it's heading. They instead go, okay, therefore is the first word and then it goes, well, what is, what is the next most probable word in this sentence given what I'm talking about? across the span of a trillion pages. Like, well, and for, for ages these large language models were stuck, right, because they'd go, okay, well, we should put out the most probable word. And the breakthrough came, it was only a couple of years ago, that somebody had the breakthrough to go, actually, if you make it too, prob- like, probabilistic, like if you actually just go for the most probable word each time. It sounds a bit like autocorrect or something like that. It actually becomes very repetitious very quickly and it's mm-hmm. incredibly boring. But if you actually dial down the predictability to about 80%, so one in every four words that you say is actually something that's not as predictable, you're not picking the most predictable thing. You're dialing it down, you're being slightly unpredictable mm-hmm. in what, you know, so it knows there's a range of words that you possibly could put out there and it picks from, you know, what is a bit predictable some of the time, definitely the one that's most predicted but some of the time not predicted Mm -hmm. and that's how it creates that thing. So, you know, it comes up with a semiotic framework that um, says, you know, oh, there's lots of really good shows and blah, 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 creates that sentence and then it's looking for the end of that gag and... It comes up with the end of that gag in the same way that you or I would if we're just extemporising a joke, which is you sort of go, well, what's a shitty show on TV? <laughs> I don't know, Home and Away. Mm, you know, yeah. and, and, and that, jo- that style of joke has been made enough in the trillions of pages that are on the web that it's been trained with <laughs> that it's sort of it's a different, you know, like as you do as a comedian, you, you take the same form and you insert new noun into it yes. or new proper noun into it and uh yeah yeah there you go. so yeah and so and you because you were i feel like you got onto this quite early i feel like it was even maybe well, I mean, yeah well we yeah. got leaked well we got given this early access like several years ago yeah, it would have so been like 2020 that was my memory of it that it was a while back yeah. might have even been 2019 which was the it was called gpt Three at that point, so it wasn't it wasn't a chatbot. It was right. this really weird thing. But we got into trouble because the person who gave us that login said, "Now you're not allowed to publish it anywhere, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's strictly confidential." And so I immediately did a podcast <laughs> episode about it, uh, and and then they found out the chat the GTP GPT people found out about it and pulled. His license, like his access oh, to it, God. so they sort of fucked him up for a while. But um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun, and even then we were getting scared. Weren't we? mm, yeah. Yes, well that's the thing because it does. I think we were always we always acted on the assumption that well it'll never learn creativity, it'll mm. never yeah. That- and in fact, it's the opposite. Like what you realise is actually the job of cleaning toilets is safe, <laughs> and and serving food is safe. 
What is going to be wiped out by AI is things like painting and writing. <laughs> oh God. I mean, and we will just be serving the machines I as they live a life of creativity. <laughs> I saw, there was a, I think it was a tweet or something the other day, which was great, which is, I think the gist of it was like, um, can we can we get some of these uh, AIs to uh, take plastic out of the ocean or do they all have to be screenwriters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, think, I thought we, I, I thought there was a while where I was sort of smugly going around, well, we're safe. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think it is true. Like, you look at, like, I try and get it to write things for me. Mm-hmm. And you always go, like, those gags that you gave about the Logies, you go, yeah, they're, they're all right, but yeah, like, they're not. Yeah, but compared to, but you got to compare. I'm, I'm, I'm using the the current Logies as a sort of yeah benchmark. benchmark yeah. And I say that's pretty good. <laughs> so compared to what we've had over the last twenty years, those those jokes are solid. You wouldn't be surprised to hear those jokes. No. Yeah. And so that was what was sort of alarming. Just like, oh well, why would you even pay someone to write anything? Because that's the, if that's the level, that's fine. Like that's disturbing. Yeah. I mean, that said, there are three other jokes in there that I didn't read out, which were just sort of nonsense. Um, so you know, it's not a perfect mm. strike rate, but there's enough gold in the in the pan. So. Uh. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. It sounds like you're you're a cyber. Are you a cyber optimist or cyber pessimist? Yeah. Well, it's funny you should ask because uh, this week I'm actually hosting the uh, inaugural Cyber Security Awards in Canberra. So I'm I'm having mm. to become very familiar with the world of cyber. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's it. So I'm frantically and look, it may well end up being that I go. You know what, ChatGPT, I need some jokes about cyber. <laughs> What have yes, you got? Of I might as well ask. Might yeah. as well see what it's got to say. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, uh, ask now. right now. Tell us five jokes about cybersecurity. Hmm. Security for a conference in Canberra. <laughs> this is very specific. Australia. Um, okay, I'm here not, we go. terrified they're going to be better than the jokes I've already prepared. No, they'll be definitely not. <laughs> Why did the cybersecurity expert bring a ladder to work? Why? Because they heard the servers had high security and they wanted to climb over it. Mm, interesting. Next. <laughs> oh, this is. No, this, this, is, is no, this, is, this is reassuring. It is yeah, reassuring. These, but these are very depressing <laughs> jokes. What's a hacker's favourite type of footwear? What is a hacker's? What is a hacker's favourite type of footwear? Sneakers. Golly, wow. Okay. <laughs> Why did the scarecrow become a cybersecurity analyst? I don't know. Why did the scarecrow become a cybersecurity analyst? Because it was outstanding in its field. Extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many have we got left? How did the oh, – you might be able to repurpose this one. Okay. 
How did the computer respond when it was told a joke about cybersecurity? How did the computer respond when it was told a joke about cybersecurity? I don't know. It laughed. Then <laughs> it's more. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it laughed. That would be funny. That's a funny joke. But no, it, it laughed, then promptly encrypted itself just to be safe. It's sure. terrible. <laughs> Why did the programmer get kicked out of the grocery store? Why? They kept scanning everything as password one two three instead of using the actual barcodes. Okay, well I think my job is safe for this Fuck. week. I, I've got another week. I, I think partly it, mm. the interpretation of jokes being a one two. Uh, yes, as opposed problem. to it's a sort of funny line monologue or something. Yeah, yeah. But that's all right. Oh, well, that's 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 um that's very <laughs> reassuring. They're very yeah. reassuring. <laughs> I can breathe a sigh of relief. Maybe. The cybersecurity people have hacked into ChatGPT oh, to prevent, prevent you from me using from, it. That's it. That's what's happened. They're awake up to me. They knew that I would. They, <laughs> they knew this guy had no cyber material. Okay, I've just asked it. I think I might. Oh, it, it, by the way, Mark, it mm. just ends with remember to adapt the jokes to the specific audience and setting. Oh, it tells you that injecting some local humour or references related to Canberra. Or Australia to make them even more relatable and enjoyable for the conference attendees. So hang on, that's telling us to do that. Yeah, that's got some nerve. Where that's that, that's its job. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> oh yes. you know what Canberra yes. is. Remember to make the jokes good. Oh, thank you, ChatGPT. Okay, I'm going to get you to read out this comedy monologue okay. that's created, and then and then then we can leave. <laughs> you you can go away after this, but we've I've just asked write a comedy monologue about cybersecurity. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're very pleased today. Here we are in Canberra uh, to have with us uh, joking japester Mark <laughs> Humphreys uh, from ABC's 7.30 program uh, who is going to uh, give us a bit of a lowdown on cybersecurity. Over to you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. Ladies and gentlemen, gather round because today we're diving into the wild world of cybersecurity. Now, I know what you're thinking. Cybersecurity, comedy, are those two even compatible? Well, hold on to your firewalls, folks, because I'm about to prove that laughter and online safety can go hand in hand. Let me start by saying that cybersecurity is no laughing matter. It's a serious business. But you know what they say, if you can't laugh about it, you might as well unplug and live in a cave. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is very heartening. Like, yeah... Have you ever noticed how complicated some passwords are? I mean, seriously, it's like we're trying to crack the Da Vinci code just to access our bank accounts. Must contain one uppercase letter, one lowercase letter, a number, a symbol, a hieroglyph, and a unicorn secret handshake. I'm telling you, if remembering passwords was an Olympic sport, we'd all be gold medalists in forgetfulness. (laughs) But but seriously... Uh, And then we have those security questions, you know, the ones designed to prove that you are, in fact, you. What's your mother's maiden name? What was the name of your first pet? What's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Who comes up with these questions? Are we supposed to carry around a pocket-sized biography just in case we forget who we are? (laughs) But, you know, it's not just about... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm adding the your nose. It's, it's not just about passwords and security questions. We also have those dreaded captures. You know, those squiggly lines and blurry images we're supposed to decipher to prove we're not robots. I don't know about you, but I've failed those things more times than I'd like to admit. Sometimes I wonder if the only reason they exist is to secretly mock us. 
You want to access this website? Sure, but only if you can identify the picture of a traffic light in this grainy photo taken on a rainy day. <laughs> but you know... <laughs> that, is, that is a joke told specifically from Chet GPT's own perspective. Like, <laughs> these captures are really hard. <laughs> and that's not... That, well, actually, what I am finding slightly unnerving is that there are references here to things that I have already written. I haven't written these exact jokes, but I'm, I, I did have a reference to a traffic light in my, in my current notes, so I'm now thinking twice about it. And let's not forget about phishing emails... They're like the scam artists of the digital world. They show up in your inbox pretending to be your long-lost cousin from a remote island, offering you a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to claim your inheritance. Yeah, right. If I had a dollar for every phishing email I received, I'd have enough money to buy the entire internet and secure it with a giant padlock. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, despite... But despite all the challenges, cybersecurity is essential in our interconnected world. So let's give a round of applause to those cybersecurity experts who spend their days warding off digital threats and keeping us safe. They're the unsung heroes of the internet, the guardians of our virtual lives, and the reason we can still sleep at night knowing our data is, hopefully, protected. So the next time you're struggling with a password or deciphering a capture, just remember you're not alone. We're all in this together, navigating the digital maze and laughing in the face of cyber threats. And if all else fails, just remember to unplug, take a deep breath, and enjoy some good old-fashioned offline humour. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And, and remember, stay secure, stay funny, and stay connected, but only to the right networks. <laughs> me. It's, it got very earnest towards uh, the end there. Yeah. <laughs> got really sort of heart That's it. You know, folks, we've had a lot of fun here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get serious about There's cyber security. nothing funny about cyber security. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. I dare you to do that, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to perform a comedic monologue about cybersecurity, but let me just say, there's nothing funny. <laughs> Here's what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> that was extraordinary. There was one line that was all right. I can't remember what it was, but something to do with... No, I can't remember what it was, but <laughs> maybe I've imagined it. <laughs> maybe it made me think of a different joke. But um, but I, I'm fascinated by its understanding of rhythms and... Mm. Um, well, that had all the rhythm without any of the content. Yes. It? It, that, was, yeah. that was... Well, it was a bit like a computer or an alien seeing a monologue, mm. not understanding any... Of the of the actual content, but actually just getting the cadence right. Yes, yes, the, yes. That's yeah. fascinating. I've seen a I've seen a, an actual human do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just I, is there a comedian who'd be able to make that funny? Like those lines funny? I think but, maybe like a, a if you were someone like a Stephen Wright or something. Someone mm. if you had a there might be like a deadpan delivery or something. Mm. That could just, if you just you know, stripped all the sort of emotion and character out of it, there might be some weirdly um, absurd. What? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there probably is a way. I think like kind of like a like Norm Macdonald. It was a brilliant monologue he did once for one of those Comedy Central roasts, and he just read out jokes from a joke book, and it was hysterical because it was. 
It was mm. it was all just Kolaris uh, hey, Leachman is here. Uh, they say you're over the hill. Uh, not in the car you drive. <laughs> and he yeah. would just hold it. He yeah. would just sort of stare yeah. down the audience. It's like, uh, yeah, John Stamos is here, and uh, they say he's got a lot on his mind. Yeah, a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, some, yeah. Some, there is a way to do it. Yeah, okay. You got to go sort of anti-comedy though. Well, I I dare you. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you won't be there. <laughs> you won't have to face that audience. Do you, pro- do you promise? Do, do I it, promise to read that out? Yeah, do send it. that to me, and I will see if I can do something with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can we leave it there? Yes. <laughs> let's definitely leave it there. Well. There you go. Uh, I promise next time you tune in, Dom will be back. <laughs> It'll be actual proper content, mm. not just reading out uh, things that robots have written. That's all right. But thank you so much for coming in and covering for Dom these last few days. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And um, uh, I hope he's um, uh, all right, but he's obviously undergoing is it some sort of serious it's – it's quite a serious th- – Look, I assume so, but I don't really – You don't really care about really him. care about him, no, so I fine. don't – I never – like mm. when he you – know, it's like <laughs> – Oh, yeah. Oh, something about a funeral. Or yeah. Something, you, know. you hear the word hospital and you just yeah. go, I don't need to know, mate. Nah. Just just who's filling in. Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Our gear is from Rome. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you to, well, catch you whenever. Catch you, catch you later. <laughs> you did that on every single recording. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.